Hello. We're back. We are back. We're back. More, more Blue Collar Unplugged. Uh, apologies for missing last week. You know, school, life gets in the way. But you know what did not stop is Alabama basketball, who has now won three games in a row. Again, I am Blake Byler, and I'm joined by my friends Jacob Pickle. Hi, Jacob. Hey, Blake. And Matthew. Howdy. How y'all feeling? I feel good. Yeah. Three-game win streak. Three-game win streak for the first time since... December, I believe, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. We actually haven't talked about any of these wins yeah. on, on, on this here podcast. So if we want to backtrack a little bit, we beat Ole Miss by 13, I believe. And the uh, the offense looked really good. Defense, not so much. But who can predict Jarkel Joyner going for 33? Not me. I didn't. That was brutal. Offense looked great. Shooting looked good again. And so after that game... Went and played a really good Arkansas team at home, coming off of a win against uh, Auburn, the number one team in the country. Beat them in overtime. Yeah, Uh, Arkansas came in. Alabama built like a thirteen, fourteen point lead. Yep. So and then normal home game. It just fell apart naturally. Normal home game. And still able to pull out the win, which was nice. That was scary. You get J.D. Dante out of the game, you're going to do good things. True. Yeah, that was ridiculously clutch because Jalen Williams had an incredible game. He uh, really did. And getting Dante out was great. And then last night. Last night, Alabama beat Mississippi State despite a Nate Oates ejection. Jacob, we were both at the game. What did you think of the technicals and the ejections? Uh, the first one, I saw a lot of swearedles out of <laughs> Nate Oates' mouth, to put it gently. Um, he said some not nice things, and so I, I understand the frustration. I mean, you you have to do something, and like at that point, I think the crowd was kind of out of it, and the team needed something because we had built a lead, and then Mississippi State decided to shoot the lights out and get every call. So it was heated. The second one, I think, was more of a just like the refs were like, "All right, you're done. Like we're we're, we're tired and sick of it." Which I maybe make better calls. I don't know. That was probably the worst officiated <laughs> game I've seen of the year and I've seen a Didn't lot of Didn't we say games. that against Arkansas? Yes. And then uh, okay. And, and then it happened <laughs> and then last night I, I think was probably worse. So the second one was very soft. Uh I also think Nate just kind of did it to do it and I think he it, did too. It worked. We went on an eighteen to two run. So <laughs> Oh, it definitely worked. And like the first one he deserved the first one. Deserved the first one. Now the the call that he was upset about is that like a possession and a half earlier, Keon Ellis hit somebody on the arm as he shot, and Molinar made the shot and called. They called Nan one after a double dribble. Yeah, and then right down on the other end, Keon gets hit on the arm during a shot and no call, and it was right in front of Nate, and the official was right in front of the play, and so he let him hear it. That tech deserved. The second one, I don't really know, because I feel like Nate just kind of like softly said something that the ref didn't like. Also, I think it was the same ref that gave him both texts. It was. It was the older, the oldest guy. Mm-hmm. And so, which honestly, he was the best ref, like out of the three. Yeah, none I mean, of them were good. Right, he was the least worst. <laughs> yeah. So, I I think I I don't know if that one was necessarily deserved, but it sure did light a fire under the entire team. Like you said, eighteen to two run. After that, after he gets ejected, I don't know if you saw a video. I think uh, Michael Casagrande tweeted it. Um, Nate was walking by and yelled something obscene up towards the media section. At uh, apparently, the SEC head of officiating was at the game last night. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. and so Nate looked r- directly at him. His name was Mike, and s- told Mike that what had just happened was something, uh, a word that we're not going to say on the podcast, but... We, this is a family podcast. Yeah, this is a family podcast. But he, he, he told Mike that he did not appreciate what had just happened. And so that's In fun. so many words. And so then in the, in the post-game press conference, uh, you see Charles Bediaco uh, say that uh, Coach fights for us and that they're going to fight for him. And that's something I love seeing, that kind, of, that kind of bond, that kind of unity between coaching staff and players. And they did fight for him. They sure did. Charlie Henry filled in at head coach, which I thought, I thought he did pretty well. Yeah, Charlie Henry's going to be next in line for a job at some point. So yeah, he's going to get gonna, hired by somebody. It's going to happen at some point. Charlie Jacob, Henry, did, the substitute. Did you know that Charlie Henry was uh, a G League head coach? I did. Right before, yeah. yeah. With the Bulls, right? With the Windy City Bulls? Yep. The Windy City And so he, like, he's a really good coach, and Alabama looked good. Javon Quinterly, it, it, is this the game that he finally got out of his slump? Like, is he out of it for good now? Only time will tell, but he looked great. He was confident shooting the basketball. He had 21 points, 8 assists. His uh, He was decisive whenever he would get downhill. Yeah. He knew where he was going with the ball. Which, you know? so on that note, a lot of times the worst turnovers that we've seen are from JQ whenever he goes up to the rim and then just Doesn't gets in the air and he's like, ah, uh, and then throws it like either – Tries cuts across the baseline to a corner shooter and just throws that out of bounds. But yeah, that happens all the time. And like, he he knew what he was going to do yesterday. Yeah, which is great. He knew who what he was going to do. Shackleford, eh, he he was okay. He was fine. He was zero for six from three, but he played good. He had twelve still. He played well everywhere else. Um, now Quinterly being decisive allowed Charles Bediaco to play out of his mind. Like he found open spots in the lane, and Quinterly was able to find him very easily very easily and Matthew talk a little bit about how you think Charles has developed in the past couple couple weeks probably since like since the Auburn game I think he's been playing really well well they call him angry Chuck for a reason Mm -hmm. um you know honestly he stayed out of foul trouble and that's versus Mississippi State I think he only had what two fouls miss him for two fouls last night they couldn't contain him down low um you know he's getting more comfortable within himself you know just playing within the offense of like when he needs when he's on the court you know doing his role um <laughs> but uh you know he's getting stronger too i, I think we've, mm-hmm. we've seen that over the last couple of games he's more physical he's playing with a, a better mentality i feel like and um next year he's he's gonna be a monster oh uh, he's gonna be so good you know get him on you know whatever austria she weighs diet was <laughs> yes get him on there he'll he's gonna be good there's so much potential with him like he had 15 Last night could have had 19. He missed four free throws, and usually he's a pretty good free throw shooter. Like he's not a bad free throw he, shooter. Six blocks too. Six blocks, and he rebounded the ball really well. And that's one thing we saw him struggle with was just a lack of strength when it came to rebounding. And it's like something clicked with him, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually go up and go get up these and get rebounds." Him. Yeah, we saw earlier in the year it just kind of just hit his hands, kind of flail out, but now mm-hmm. he's he's getting there. He's getting strong, and he's you know. He's pulling him down. He's catching passes better. Mm-hmm. He's finishing dunks. He, he's going up and just like he's like I'm seven feet. I only have to jump three inches to put this ball in the basket. Yeah, I uh, I think I said to you, Blake, last night. It's like in his apartment mirror, he used to have one of the circus mirrors, and he thought, Oh, yeah. I'm only six six. This is our theory. And then somebody was like, like came over and was like, Hey, Charles, this like, looks weird. Charles, this is a clown mirror, and it they makes got him you a look shorter. Mirror. Yeah. I think that's what happened. Yeah, now he has a normal mirror, and now he realizes every morning, he's like, okay, I'm seven feet tall. Yeah. 
And so he can dunk better. <laughs> like th- that's our theory. Yeah. Is is that Charles Bediaco used to have one of the one of the circus mirrors, the fun mirrors that make you look shorter, and that's why he wasn't been. dunking it. That's why he was just trying to lay it up every time. You're seven foot, Charles. He said, and he realized he's seven feet. Mm-hmm. Um, he also other thing like he stopped going down with the ball. Like what Gurley, him and Gurley. So what they will do a lot of times, they'll catch the ball at the rim either off a rebound or like off a lob, and like if they can't like, immediately score, yeah, they'll tuck it and then try and go back up. up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it gets stripped half the time and then the other half the time they missed the shot and then missed the free throws but Bediaco would just win up every time because yeah he, he, he would just, just grab bigger. it and he'd just go up and, and put the ball in the basket it's bigger than to a loose man which is exactly what we need him to do then uh some other players that played well JD's looked really good lately like yeah, he had seven points but like seven points on two of four shooting ten rebounds is so fine he had ten boards only had one assist which is surprising for him but like he looks so much more comfortable going downhill. He's active on defense. He's rebounding the ball incredibly well. What did he have again? He before this he he went back to back games with double digits, right? Yeah. I believe so. Because he had he had like eighteen against Ole Miss, mm-hmm. and he was our leading scorer against Arkansas with eleven. Because yeah, Arkansas we, was such we a distributed the the ball a lot and like spread the scoring around against Arkansas. Yep. But he had seven points last night. N- Threes didn't fall, but like I think they're falling enough to where people have to respect it. Yep. Because what's he's not shooting particularly well, but like I think it's around thirty. His shot is look, it just looks better. It looks than better earlier in the year. It looks more like confident. His misses definitely. always look like they're going in. Now. Yes. Like they, for the most part, uh, I think he may have had one, like the occasional really bad miss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like for the most part, it's been awesome. He's uh, been filling those uh, one dribble pull ups all the time. Yes. Yeah. I like it. I like how he's been playing, and with JD and Charles both playing a lot better and with a lot more confidence, it it's really helping. Like those are two pieces that are very important to this team going forward. It just transforms it because it gives us like so. Right now, ro- roster wise, we're rotating ten deep with Rojas and Holt. Really, is the nine and ten, which like say what you will about that. Uh, but we like have a legitimate solid eight man rotation, and JD and Chuck are killing it. And the even then, years. like. We play 10 guys regularly now, and Rojas, the last two games, Rojas went, I think he had eight points in seven minutes yeah, he against, was efficient against, against Arkansas. Arkansas. You know, last night he had nine points in 11 minutes. Efficiency. Like, he's very efficient. He was two for four from the field. He made all four of his free throws. He made his only three-point attempt. Like, he just goes out there and he hustles and he gives really solid minutes. And he's playing the role that, like, we really need him to play. Yeah. Just a guy that can come off the bench and give you valuable minutes, let uh, let Charles get a break. Because, like, Charles played 27 minutes last night, but he can't play 27 minutes every night. That's yeah. too much for him. And so that that's really nice seeing how effective Rojas has been. Um, Gary hasn't played as much lately. I think that's just the product of playing the hot hand at the four. Yep. You know? And, that's like, fine. last night, Miles needed those minutes. Miles played really well. He defended really well. Like th- talk talk a little bit about, about Miles. I love Darius Miles. He's a really energetic guy. Um, I think what last night had twelve points, three or five shooting. Played really good defense, seven uh-huh. rebounds. I, you know, he's been through a lot this year as far as like you know suspensions and being in the doghouse. But every time he's come back and he's done well. Uh, you know, he's resilient. He's a re- he's a huge part of this team and for the future of this program. I think. Oh, I think so too. Did you see there was a video going around Twitter last yeah. night of mm-hmm. uh him embracing 
Nate Oates, Nate Oates leaving the floor uh, when he entered the locker room. I thought that was a really good moment. That was awesome. That was really sweet. Because just, just to see how, like, even though Miles has maybe had a suspension or two or, or been dealing with whatever off-the-court issues there may be, that there's still a lot of love between him and the coaching staff. And just he played he played really well last night. Defensively, also often like someone was taught this is going to be key against Kentucky, and I heard somebody mention I think it was on the Twitter space last night. Uh, it was either in the Twitter space or on the radio. Um, but the first time Alabama played Kentucky, Kentucky just left the four man open to shoot the entire game, whether it was Rojas or Gary. Because remember, Miles didn't play last time against Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Right. Miles is one of our best shooters, so. Miles, they can't just leave Miles open against Kentucky. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he started, to be completely honest, just to give an extra shooting threat, because Alabama was finding lots of open looks against Kentucky the first time around. They just weren't a, not who we wanted taking shots. They just weren't falling. That's and why if we Miles is taking those shots, and if Gurley could be hitting those shots, like the, those are good looks. Yeah. I think Gurley's little uh, Gurley had two points, but it was on his little Post-hook. little twelve foot turnaround jumper. That he iced the game against Arkansas with beautiful. So that was that was really nice. Keon was rough last night. Keon's been rough for a minute. He has been rough for a minute. It's six against Kentucky first game. Uh, looking through. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up his game log. Yeah, I'm on. I was on ESPN. Uh, back okay, like, I have it no here. No points last night. And the thing with Keon too, it's not just offensively he hasn't been playing well. Defensively, he's not looked as good as he. You know, can be. You know, Keon's really lengthy defensively. You know, when he's locked in, he's locked in. He can play great defense, but just it has not been there for. It's weird. He had, he had thirteen against Ole Miss, five of six shooting, and that's his role. Like that's exactly what he needs to be doing. Mm-hmm. But then, Arkansas, he had seven points on two of four from the field, and then last night he just disappeared. Over eight. Didn't make a shot. Over eight. He seven of those were threes. Which I I want like I'm normally okay with him shooting. He's usually one of our best seven. shooters. Yeah, like he always has the highest offense uh, offensive efficiency, and he just has not recently. So I don't know what it is. I don't uh, either. But need him to get going again though. Yeah, and I, th- I think he's he important. Will. I think he will. I I think he will. I think another another person who has been it's really weird. Jaden Shackelford has been insane on the road, but he's been bad at home lately. For whatever reason, because uh, the the last three game, the last three road games that Shackleford's played, he's shooting fifty eight percent from three Whew. against uh, Georgia, Auburn, and Ole Miss. He has been shooting lights out from three, and honestly, just away from home all season, I feel like he shot the ball well. Like Gonzaga, shot the ball really well. Mm-hmm. Where what other road games? At Mississippi State, he had 17. He didn't shoot well from three. At Missouri, he had 17. At Florida, he had 14. At Memphis, he had 10. Um, he shot well in the. Um, he shot well in Orlando. So like, yeah, he he's one for 12 his last two games from three. And his la- oh my gosh, here's this is wild. Shackleford's last four games at home. Jacob, what's 12 plus 14? 26. 26? He is 2 of 26 from 3. God. His last, uh, his last four games at home. Ew. 
Against Mississippi State, he's 0 of 6. Arkansas, 1 of 6. Kentucky, 0 of 7. He was sick, but still. Baylor, 1 of 7. So that's that's 12, not 12, that's 2 out of 26 in his last four games at home. But on the road, 8 of 13, 5 of 11, 6 of 9. Golly, 8 of 13. <laughs> so maybe he just lights it up on Saturday. It's the dim lighting in Coleman. It is. It's dark. The hangar. In the hangar. Yeah. And even at home, like all season he hasn't shot well. 2 of 6 against Missouri, 3 of 10 against LSU, 2 of 8 against Auburn, 2 of 10 against uh, Tennessee, 0 of 5 against Jacksonville State. 5 of 7 against Houston. That was 5 of nice. 7 against Houston. That's nice. But that, that's an exception for sure. But then 6 of 8 against Gonzaga, away from home. 5 of 9 against Miami, away from home. So... I don't know what the deal is. Maybe you just, like, not shooting well at home is weird, but maybe he's going to shoot well on Saturday. Which, it's still weird because, like, he had 26 against LSU going 3 for 10. And now, the game against Kentucky. Now, 3 for 10 is still not great from 3. Oh, no. I was saying, like, he still had 26, like, despite But had 26 points, yeah. yeah. That, that reminds me of him last year. Like, he was, he was a get-to-the-rim guy. I mean, he always is going to be a volume shooter, but, like, in games where he doesn't shoot well, he always finds a way to grind out points. Which he did last night, too. Yeah. Like he had twelve, but a lot of those like were from scoring inside. Mm-hmm. His little like his like little one little one hand hook, one hand like it looks so awkward. It's so weird, time. but it goes in. It goes it in. It looks so ugly, and it just it's it doesn't even bounce around. It just drops to the bottom of the net. And Those at lefties. least he's a little stronger than this year than he was in past oh, years. Because last year he would get decked yeah. every time he like threw up a layup. Is he would get absolutely slammed ended up on the ground and defensively he would always which you know he is a great flop artist i will say draws a lot of charges not last night he also gets his ankles broke uh, one he, too many times he chris like skipped leg day a lot <laughs> no who uh it was likes saturday against yeah, 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 likes, yeah. yeah likes just took his ankles and it was bad but like that was so bad chris likes might be the only off. person shorter than eric musselman I think you're right. I think that's the only person. Him. Yeah, the only person. He saw some of himself in Chris Likes. He was like, I, I see myself <laughs> in this player. And that's why he recruited him. Also, Chris Likes jump shots absolutely hilarious. Oh, it's atrocious. He, gives, it's he gets two feet above the ground and then releases the ball <laughs> like ugly. five feet off the rim. Yeah, that that was rough. But that was a really great. good win to get. Oh, that was a great win. Uh, stressful. Again, the recipe for every home win. Is build a lead, <laughs> go up by three to five at half. Yeah, don't, don't trail. Uh, be up, come out of the half incredibly strong. Lose the so win the twenty to sixteen. Lose the sixteen to twelve. Win the twelve to eight. Allow a fourteen zero run in the eight to four. <laughs> Allow a fourteen zero run, and then and then like win by like seven four free throws or yeah. something like that. And you have always, to miss a couple free throws just to make it stressful. Always leave doubts. Always Javon Quinterly missing them too. He made them last night. He did make them. Shaq last missed night. one last night. Shaq, Shaq missed, missed them last night. So but, I, I, that was nice because Quinterly always misses yeah. clutch free throws. Yeah, and it was nice seeing him make those last night. It was great. Looking ahead at Kentucky, what do y'all? How we feeling? I feel better about uh, our matchup with Shibway with Bidiaco playing the way that he's playing right now. I agree. I thought he played really well the first time. So. But, like, Shibway had 16 and something. He, he had 16 points, and I think he had double. I think he had a double-double. But Bidiaco kept him off the offensive glass, which is what? Which is the yeah. recipe. 
playing at Rupp's hard, and Kentucky's coming off a bad loss to who'd they play? Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee beat them. They got bad. Routed. It was bad. And so that's going to make things difficult. But I don't know. I I think they could give them a game. Saturday? Yeah. I, yeah. I think we can give a game. I think we can shoot the ball well enough to keep ourselves in the game because you like, got to make shots. Like we, if we make literally four shots, if we go seven for thirty instead of three for thirty, we win that. And like, obviously, that's a like, well, if we score more points, we win. But that's more of a statistical like if we hit the mean, which our mean like our average is about seven for thirty. Like mm-hmm. that's or that whatever percentage that is like twenty one twenty eight. Like if we shoot twenty eight percent, yeah. Which I think our I mean I think our actual average is like thirty percent, but on a more day to day basis, it feels like we have that twenty five to twenty eight, and that's okay because the way we defended them would have allowed us to win with that. Because realistically, Chuck kept Sheboy at bay. For the most part, oh, definitely. Uh, our guards defended well enough. Just couldn't shoot. We, they, yeah, we just couldn't shoot. Just could not shoot. And Davion Mintz and Kellen Grady had good games. Also, you've efficient. got you've got to run Kellen Grady off the three point line. I think yeah. he's the best shooter in the SEC. He's so clean with it, and he's he's shooting he's shooting forty three percent from Jake, three. So JQ shot last year, but I'm sure Kellen Grady has more attempts. I think so. It's crazy. But then, also. You've got Kentucky is banged up though. That's something to also. They are. Is, is Ty Ty going to play? I think he will play, but obviously he's going to be dealing with all of that still. True. Banged up for a minute. So, do we have? Do we think? I I don't know how close. Winning over there is just so hard. Very hard. Also, if we thought the rest were bad, in Coleman last night, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not going to favor us. Rupp in Rupp. Arena. They are not going to favor us inside Rupp. But you're right. Like Kentucky is banged up. I feel like they're going to be locked in after the after the Tennessee game. Oh yeah. So I mean that was that was pretty embarrassing for them watching that game. Oh yeah. I, they were down the entire time, which is just odd. Do we? What What do we think the score could be around, roughly? I think Calipari goes with the strategy of like slowing down the game. Uh, I don't think he'll try Gross. to track me again. No, it's ugly. But it like last time, it, I know it, it works did. against us. Like at every most losses besides Auburn, they've just slowed us down. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a athletic article with Seth Davis kind of talking to like coaches and then basically just dropping anonymous quotes. And the one about us was they gave anybody the chance to beat them because of the way that they play like so wide open, which I mean is fair. Like we're fine with that. Uh, but he said Missouri just waited till the end of the shot clock to take shots because we don't close out possessions. Like so we get scored That's on true. so many times they, in the last seven seconds. Because we will defend a good twenty eight seconds yeah. of a thirty second shot clock, and then they'll drill a shot. Yeah, the unfortunate part is that it is thirty seconds and not twenty. <laughs> yeah, that is the unfortunate part. We're just NBA ready. We're ready for the twenty four second. <laughs> but it, there's a possibility. The win would be incredible. The win would be picking up that win would be massive. We could sneak into the three with a win and winning out. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. We The four is what we're chasing, the four seed in the in, in the SEC tournament. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're chasing. I don't know if the three is even – I don't think the three is possible. Uh, it would take Tennessee, maybe not falling apart, but like we're three games back of Tennessee with five to play. But really well, we're two and a half because we have the head-to-head. If we play Kentucky, or if we beat Kentucky, that would be then who we chase. Yeah, because they then – 
Tennessee would go to the two and Kentucky would go to the three. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Kentucky is going to lose two more games after us. And that, even give us a tie. That's fine because I think Tennessee will. Mm. I don't know. I, I think Arkansas Tennessee is playing really well right now. That's the thing. They've they've looked so much better. They have as of the last couple weeks. I still think Arkansas and Tennessee split. Tennessee's not losing three more games. They'll lose two games, maybe. They they play Arkansas twice, probably yeah. a split. Yeah. They play yeah. Auburn, huh? which uh, they at home. I don't know. They could win that game. They could win that game. And then they play Georgia and Missouri. Okay. So those are both wins. Is it, it is at Missouri. They would have to for them to lose three more games. They would have to get swept by Arkansas and lose to Auburn. Could you imagine losing to Georgia and Missouri? No, not not no, especially, imagine. especially not on the road. No, no. way. No, who, who no. would ever do that? I th- also, they're they're playing too well right now to lose three more games. There's yeah. just no way. I, th- it's feasible ish. I don't know. Maybe it's possible. Like obviously, math- mathematically, it's possible. Uh, I think you make a good point that Tennessee's peaking. Kentucky is. Yeah, also I just playing don't see well. it. I, I think Tennessee could beat Auburn at home. Uh, Tennessee. I mean, I don't think Auburn loses another game besides Tennessee, and that's the only one they probably will. Lose. I think they also go to Florida this weekend. The, Florida will beat them. I mean, they'll beat Florida, but at Florida is still a tough. Game. Or sorry, that's what Tennessee is the only like realistic, like like yeah. actually possible loss left on Auburn's schedule. Yeah. So yeah, the four does seem likely. Four, uh, four is the the one we're going for. The Tennessee win over Kentucky kind of put us back because otherwise they'd be nine and four, and we'd be two games back with a head to head. Right. That 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 would have been better if Kentucky had beat Tennessee. But I, I would be more than fine with the four. I would be fine with the four because I, like... You, you get the double buy, and that's all you can really ask for. Exactly. We have to play Auburn and Kentucky either way. Or exactly. Like if, if we want to win the tournament, which I, I I would say that should be a goal. No, that's, that's a goal. That's, that's the ideal. <laughs> uh, we have to play them both anyway, so it doesn't really matter what order. And personally, I think Auburn may have already peaked, and they're turning Maybe. down. Now, that ceiling is still very, very high. Probably, it's not a large drop-off. I don't know if they've already peaked necessarily. Uh, when Jabari Smith's doing what he did yesterday, they're not losing. No. They're just not losing. Right. He had 30 on 7 of 10 from 3. So, if they're playing like that, no one's going to beat them. But, but, obviously, anything can happen in a tournament setting. I'm just worried about getting the win... Saturday, if they can. Now that win would be massive. I think I think Alabama can finish, even with a loss. I think they can win their next four. Yeah, I think the next four are feasible. Yeah, I was gonna say as as nice as it would be to beat Kentucky, the next four games after that: Vanderbilt, South Carolina, A and M, LSU. Those are all extremely winnable games. All winnable. You you need to win all of those, honestly. I don't think you have to beat LSU on the road, but I think we do. You don't have to. Cause well, or sorry, I, I think we do beat them. That's that's. What I I'm think we, say. I think we can. You, you don't have to finish four zero to get the four seed. It would be nice to. It would it be would, nice to. Well, I think we it, to get the four. Well, let's see. How does I get us actually? No, you really do need to. Yeah. Beat LSU. It's in Baton Rouge, and think about it. We play really well in Baton Rouge. We lot. play really well in Baton Rouge. Uh, yeah. Nate Oates owns Will Wade, so we're gonna win. Indeed. <laughs> The the Vandy game's scary. Vanderbilt hung with Auburn tough. Exactly. Vandy's scary. Not fun to watch. Um, just because playing in Nashville is always not fun. But I, I think four no is a very finishing four no after Kentucky is a very realistic goal. Yeah. 
and I, I think we, I think we will end up going four. I hope so. I do hope so. Do we have a uh, do we have score predictions for uh for Kentucky? We'll start with Matthew. I'll say seventy four sixty nine out. I mean K- Kentucky. I was gonna say yeah. Alabama, but I I think Kentucky pulls that out. It's fair. I think uh. Was it 66-55 last game? Mm-hmm. I don't think we shoot 3 of 30 again, but they also are going to shoot more free throws because it's Rupp. So I I would say loosely maybe Kentucky 78-74. Yeah, I went – I'm going to go like 77, like 72 Kentucky. You know, we all three picked Kentucky, so Alabama is obviously going to win right. now because that's how that works. But we lost. I, I, I think I think Alabama hangs. I just don't think they can. I just don't think they win in the end, just because it's too it's too hard to play in rub. It is. I hope I'm wrong though. I, and I th- again, I think they just shoot more free throws, and that's ultimately going to hurt us. So yeah, would love to get a win. Wouldn't be surprised if we got a win. Nothing this team does would surprise me. Yeah, do, don't be surprised by anything this team does ever. The, at this point, there is no range of expectations. Sense. Nope, nothing at all. Right. But don't look now. But Alabama has won six out of nine games. Nice. That's good. That's, That's really, really good. And could have been. Could have been nine of ten. Seven of. Uh, could have been seven of nine. But Georgia happened. Could have been eight of nine, but Kentucky also happened. Auburn, I won't say we had a chance to win. That no, game. we were not winning at Auburn. That was just not going to happen. But Alabama's playing a lot better basketball lately, which is good to see. Really good to see. Yeah, I think uh, something that was nice at the end of last night was the offense looked a little different under Charlie. I don't know. I'm sure he didn't make that many changes. One, he just got Keon off the floor. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's true. That's ideal. But, like, we also ran more sets last night, which I think was maybe like a, a preparation for having to run against a more half-court half court game like Kentucky will be. We did run more sets last night. It was good. And it. Oates was running more sets. It wasn't just Charlie. Right. Yeah, I mean, we saw versus Kentucky. They trapped Alabama into the half-court and once Alabama into that. We Obviously, they missed a ton of shots. But right. when, when you get Alabama playing into a half-court, you're they're not going to be a better successful yeah. a lot of the times. So if we can see more sets against Kentucky, who knows what's going to happen. And with but, JD being more aggressive like he's been and having Darius back, I, who knows? I feel... Optimistically cautious. I don't think we're going to get run off the floor. No, I don't think so. Now, for our last thing before we go, I'm going to take a look at Joe Lenardi's bracketology. Bracketology. Obviously the most accurate bracketologist out there, Joe Lenardi. By far. By far. Uh, Alabama's currently a five seed in the Milwaukee region. Y'all ever been to Wisconsin? Yes, actually. No. Nate Oates going home. He's from Wisconsin, is he not? He's from Michigan. He's from, yeah, I think he's from Michigan. Well, I actually don't know. I mean, it's one of the two. Yeah. Watertown, Wisconsin. Ah, okay. Oh, yes. okay. Watertown. Nate Oates going home. <laughs> Alabama and Chattanooga in the first round in a 5-12 game. That's the like, second Dub. or third time I've seen that game. Second round, Wisconsin and Johnny Davis Ooh. or South Dakota State. Oh. <laughs> and and that is why Lunardi's brackets are foolish because he does all narratives. Um, And then <laughs> the Sweet 16. Our lovely friends from Spokane, Gonzaga. I don't want to play them again. I'm, I don't no, want to do you. it. No thanks. Can we be the five seed in the uh, in in the South region instead? You would get the winner of Creighton and Oregon's play-in game in the first round. Give me Creighton again, please. 
revenge for 2012. Noted rival Creighton. Trevor Elford was fouled. And then in the in in the Sweet Six or no, in the round of 32, you would get Tennessee or Iona. I'd love a rematch with. Give me Iona, Iona. again. I'd love to see I'll, Iona. Also, go back up to the and the then one the uh, the one seed in that region is Arizona at the current moment. Okay, I think we can compete with Arizona. Yeah, Arizona is a very beatable seed there. What, what, what are we looking at? Go back up to uh, the the twelve in the Midwest region would be Davidson. Davidson. Oh no 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 no! Do not give no Davidson. Never again. I do not want to play Davidson in a five twelve game yeah. at all. That that is the last thing I want of the current twelves. We've played two. Please give me North Texas or Chattanooga. Sorry, not of current That's fine. I think 13s. I would actually be really fine with being the five in the East as it currently stands. You would get North Texas in the first round and then Houston in the round of 32. A Houston team we've already beat that's also hurt. Yeah. No, no Sasser. Sasser. Also lost by 10 to Memphis at home. Yeah. Ew. I mean, imagine losing by 10 to Memphis. Could uh, It is us. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's... then Kentucky is that one seed. Yeah. Uh, so, I if we're seated between a four and a six, I like the Sweet Sixteen odds. Anything past that, I don't know. But who's to say? No one knows anything past past that point, anyways. Anything. Nobody knows anything. Yeah, actually, that's Full the stop. end of the sentence. Nobody knows anything about college basketball. Yeah. Yep. He still has Rutgers as the next four out. That's. Uh, they're actually just entered. No, no, no. Oh, this isn't updated from Okay. I was okay. About to say, I this I is his full tournament, but he updated the uh the bubble and the top four seeds this morning. Gotcha. He has Rutgers in the last four buys now after beating Illinois. Rut- Rutgers is good. Rutgers could be anybody in uh New Jersey. I don't know what city. <laughs> Where what city is Rutgers in? I don't know enough about Rutgers, but I do know that they're, they're in New Jersey. Top. Um they're in uh oh Piscataway, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I do know they're. They play know per, they play Purdue on Sunday. It's on the road though, so they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose in spectacular fashion. In spectacular fashion. And also, uh, Harper Junior is gonna be out. Yeah, he hurt his non-shooting hand, which is a shame. Do y'all have anything else for this episode? Happy birthday, Jawan Gary. Happy yes. birthday, Jawan Gary. Angry Chuck. That wasn't the Jawan Long Gary button. button. Jawan Gary. There's Good. the Jawan Gary button. Happy birthday, Jawan. I hope you get more playing time this week. Our favorite blue-collar guy. Our favorite blue-collar Gary. Um, I think that's going to do it. So, yeah, follow us on Twitter and stuff if you like the episode. And uh, we'll see you guys next week, assuming life doesn't get in the way, right? Let's hope not. Let's hope, hope not. not. I think Hopefully, past, past we're coming off of two past. more wins Yeah, in our road trip. So, yeah, that's going to do it. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.